Hello, my name is Kwame Asante, and I am the producer of GCRL Sincerely Accra and the Boga Podcast. Do you have a podcast idea and are not sure what to do? If this sounds like you, then head over to listen to gcrl.com forward slash labs to submit your idea. Selected ideas will go through GCR Labs training program and further developed into exciting podcast shows. GCR Labs, giving everyone a voice. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Other Room. Today's episode is going to be with just me. (laughs) Um, No kiss, no ginger this time around. However, I will be reading and um, sharing audio submission from my sisters whom I have referenced several times on this show. (laughs) We are all living in different locations and getting together for recording would have been messy or like our schedules didn't also allow for us to have a recorded session at once so this was the route we decided to go with and hopefully it works no it's going to work of course it's going to work i come from a mixed family and i have several siblings however i for the most part grew up with these three sisters the eldest two pretty much nurtured me and taught me everything well not everything but for the most part all I know or all I've come to learn about like sisterhood and just navigating the world as a black woman you know but they've also taught me lessons I have applied in several other interpersonal relationships I have sometimes been there to prop them as well in their other relationships we've just always been there as like supports for each other always I just feel kind of blessed to have a natural like sisterhood where I'm not like going out to find friends and stuff like that we have this lovely bond thankfully (laughs) and hopefully it lasts with us throughout the years if we just stay on loving each other I suppose and that is the theme of today's episode love I mean, not just as in love with our sisters, but love in general and how it applies in our lives or in their lives since they sent in submissions. I will read a submission entered from um, Jennifer answering my questions, obviously, and then there will be audio submissions for Betsy, who I am directly after, and then Ikea, who is the last one. What does love mean to you? I always thought that the definition of love was accepting a person for all their flaws, putting their needs before yours and being there for them no matter what. I still believe some part of it, but only when it comes to my kids. Now, I believe in self-love and holding people you love accountable for some of their flaws. In the past, I was beaten by people I loved and I thought loved me back. I thought at the point that was them showing they loved and cared for me. I always let it go. A boyfriend once beat me bassa and after a week, I wanted to beg him to come back because my heart was aching. Now, same thing. I've learned to put myself first in a relationship. No more loving blindly. My eyes are wide open. 
Has your outlook on love changed as you transitioned from big sis to mom? And if so, how? What I feel for my sisters I don't think will ever change. I will always be there for them. That relationship is one of the most important to me. They are always there for me and I believe I am always there for them too. We can't have petty fights as girls do, but then we always come back together. I find that so beautiful. My heart is beginning to melt already when it comes to my babies. Bringing them up in this white man's land is not easy. I hear someone was mean. Someone called them out of their name. Anything I feel will hurt their feelings and I am ready to throw hands. I've never felt this defensive about anyone as I've felt when it comes to them. I will protect and defend them like crazy. How are you fostering your kids to engage with love? I am teaching them self-love. I don't want them to grow up thinking abuse from a loved one is okay and is meant to straighten you. So that was Jennifer's submission. And honestly, legit, like our ideology of love in the Ghanaian society growing up late 90s, well, for me, <laughs> early 2000s, and then for my sisters, I should say, like, late 80s. It was really difficult <laughs> to perceive love as a continuous, deliberate act of tenderness. So I definitely do relate, I mean, obviously, to the bit about having a warped idea of, especially your caretakers who abuse you, um, loving you, because... I mean, they are also your caretakers, right? And that's all you know. And honestly, I feel the little kids, my nibblings, they're just going to suck it all in and they're surrounded by all of this amazing, well, not just their mom, but like, I mean, these amazing aunties. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to figure life out with good heads on their shoulders because Charlie, that's the least we could do, hand over things we wish we had learned or tools we wish we had earlier. Betty is my sister I am immediately after and I guess by default my closest, bestest friend. Because <laughs> um, we, there's only a difference of five years. We were pretty much together for the longest in school, had to go to school together almost every other day up until she graduated from GSS and I think yeah until I moved to Takwadi as well so there we kind of lost touch a bit because she she was in Bojan House in Accra but even then she would come back home on holidays to Takwadi and Betty loved loved always going out to take photos you know then times when they had like photo studios and they would have these background stuff like <laughs> with like clouds and all of that for the ambience background in the photo kind of situation and i think for the longest my mom used to even call her model betty or something she used to say so yeah photographs were a thing thing for betty and sometimes she would take me along to get photos i even have one of those with me here as a now like a hard copy and she also was the one who i think mainly influenced my style because 
whew, sis can dress like since okay and it wasn't even like like back then we weren't really shopping much my mom was the one who used to do our shopping for us up until I would say she left the country and then my sisters kind of took the reins and having that bit of control or autonomy over your clothing I was just amazed at what they went for and I was just always impressed with how good they always looked okay like always no matter what they were going through they always looked bombed and Betty exactly like in particular like her makeup would be on point oh yeah she used to sometimes make me up like just for fun or practice or something and well i i can't go play i was too young to do anything with the makeup on my face though but like a bitch will look good for a bit so i will take it <laughs> i really do appreciate like moments spent with him i will just end here and there'll be a snippet inserted with her audio submission answering all three questions i had asked her which she will read out Hi, my name is Betty. I'm Agnes' older sister. So she sends me some questions to answer and here it goes. How do I express love within my interpersonal relationships? Well, I think that I'm a very <laughs> showy person when I like someone. So I definitely do a lot. I would check up on you. I would show up for you when you need me. I talk a lot. So yeah, I would be talking a lot when we're together. <laughs> I know Abna doesn't like that. I know. And I like to do stuff, fun stuff together, like go shopping, take walks, go eat something somewhere, take photos, cook, watch a nice movie or show listen to music oh the music part i love music and i think all of us love music so i definitely bond with music i like to get gifts for people that i love and do things that i know they like i also like to comfort them when they're down and share in their triumphs and um down moments i love i love hugs yeah, I'm a hugger. I love, I truly love hugs. And I, I, I actually do like telling people what I like most about them. If I like something, I say straight away. I think it's a good trait. I really love seeing people that I love. Like, if you're in my circle, hanging out is like a thing. Favorite moments when I felt loved and cherished? Well, those are a lot. But let's go with the more recent ones. I really, really felt loved on my birthday, which was like quite recently, a few weeks ago. My family showed up for me, Abna and Ikea, my lovers. <laughs> and my boyfriend was so sweet too. A new friend I made through Abna also came through, which was really sweet. And for some reason, I didn't really care what other people had, like, had to say, well, like wishing me a happy birthday. It wasn't about other people. It was really about these people that I love and cherish in my life. And they made it really worth it and like a moment to remember. I also really remember this one time when Abna came over here at my place. We had a nice time. That was in February, I think. Yes. And there 
like a lot of times with IKEA when we just like do nothing, stay indoors and listen to music, talk or dance. But those like were some of the best moments ever when I lived at my mom's. And when I was going through my divorce, I really felt a lot of love, especially from Abnai, a lot of support because I she knew a lot about what was going on and she was really there for me. And just through our life, like there've been a lot of good moments with Abna, Ikea and Jennifer and other people in my life who have come and gone. There's just like too many to remember right now. <laughs> well, when I think of something, I'll add to this. How do I set boundaries in my interactions with people I love? That's a difficult one. It's, uh, yeah, it's a process for me. And I think I'm getting better at it now because I'm learning to do it better, basically. <laughs> Whereas before I would sometimes not even talk about what was offending me or affecting me and just like run away as in not like avoid the person. But now I'm, I'm beginning to think like everything is worth discussing and that's if the other party is willing to listen and be a part of solving the problem. Yeah, some people don't want to do that. So it's hard to set boundaries with them. And there are actually some people in my life that I love that continuously break my boundaries. And even when you tell them, I think they have problems with just like respecting boundaries. And that's so sad to see because eventually what's going to happen is that I'm going to pull away from people like that because I'm, I'm not going to be in a space where you keep disrespecting me and I just take it. You know, I'm getting to that point where I'm having no, no more tolerance for that kind of behavior. Like I'm trying to make our relationship better and make all of us feel respected and happy and if the other person is not trying to do that, then there's no point, right? Yeah. And it's sad when sometimes people like like that are family and people people that you've known your whole life, but then they just refuse to respect your boundaries. So yeah, for me, I would state clearly what my boundaries are. And if you do not respect them, I would let you know and give you a second chance if like to see if you really got it and if you are if you are willing not to hurt me that way anymore and see how it goes okay so one thing about me is i will definitely celebrate a birthday party <laughs> i will be hype i will get gifts i will plan if i have to for the party or whatever i will take time off if i have to be there like trust i will come and celebrate because i i think birthdays are like mm, some people might think it's not like it's just a regular day but i find it to be important um because it gives you a moment to pause and reflect and take stock of your life and also just have the people who really matter and who care about you and love you like celebrates the journey you've been on so far we had a bit of 
a grumble from Betsy actually <laughs> this year with I don't want to make a fuss. I mean, fair enough, we didn't really make a fuss. It was really low key because Rona and restrictions and all of that as well. But yeah, I'm glad that we managed to make it a day worth reserving in her memory bank as one of her favorite moments where she felt the most loved. Finally, or last but not the least, <laughs> or definitely the last one in this case, is um, Ikea's submission. So Ikea is, well, she's the baby of the family. She was born, I think, seven years after I was. Um, I got a bit of a moment to look after her. I mean, growing up for a bit, we spent some time together in Takrade and not fully at a point <laughs> together then we both relocated to the Netherlands together so we kind of started life off afresh in Amsterdam as newbies and figuring out our way in this society. I wouldn't say the move was easy <laughs> I mean personally from my perspective it was definitely not easy and I suppose to an extent it impacted how I uh, related to everyone I actually loved and I guess it affected to a degree my ideation of love from moving away from like the concept of love being also um, involved or enmeshed with the blind <laughs> obedience of authority figures in your life, you know. Um, and kind of like how Jennifer uh, said earlier, uh, pivoting more towards self-love and just the whole idea of loving myself more and pouring out of that, even if the other adults in my life think I am making the wrong decisions, just kind of putting myself first. So with that little bit of <laughs> historical context um the questions i asked like, yeah, kind of geared towards that side of like love and um i guess being a migrant and a young woman as such so we are going to listen into a care submission now Okay, so I have three questions and the first one is the first three things that come to mind are the mention of love and I think for me it's happiness, sweet and it's a necessity I guess. Um, I feel like love is happiness and like whatever makes you happy, I think there's love there. If money makes you happy then I think like you like, you love money and also um, sweet because I feel like love in general is um, something sweet and nice and makes you happy and also I think it's a necessity because I feel like everyone needs love in their life and especially the world needs love and yeah I think there's just too much hate in the world right now with a lot of um, evil things going on yes bad things yeah and I feel like it's a necessity because um, 
yeah, we really do need love and I feel like that would make the world better. And also like in our personal lives, um, we need love to make us happy and stuff. And my second question is, having grown up in two different societies, how has your perception on love changed? Well, growing up in Ghana, um, I think I saw love as something nice. I think something that's got to do with kindness, compassion and stuff like that. I was also a Christian, so I think I also saw love from that point of view. Love is not envy, love is kind and stuff like that. And um, now living in the Netherlands, I don't think my perception on love has changed much. I still think it's something nice and good that we need in our lives. And maybe something that's changed is like, since I'm no longer a Christian, like love for worldly stuff, like money, music, I feel like love is happiness. So like doing whatever makes you happy means like there's love there and like that's a good thing. And my third question is, as you transition into adulthood, um, how do you intend holding space for love in your life? Well, speaking of love in general, I think I'm always going to do things out of love. Because that makes me happy, I guess. And also um, make decisions based on things I love. And yeah, if that makes me happy. And yeah, also I'm just going to focus on myself and try to practice self-love. And speaking of like love in a romantic way, I'm personally like, I've I've never been in a relationship. And I'm also actually not searching. I feel like if it happens, it happens. But like, that's not one of my main goals. So like on top of my bucket list or something. So I'm just going to focus on myself mostly and like just try and practice self-love. And yeah, in short, I just think love is happiness and I'll just do whatever makes me happy. Okay, so Ikea's submission ended with a word for us. Do not chase these niggas, okay? Focus on you, do you, do things that make you happy, things that will help you develop, um, other skills, new skills, like chase your goals, chase your dreams. If it's meant to be, it will happen, but don't chase these niggas. See, she's the last baby and she's picked up so much sense from all of us and we just really love to see it and we stand. <laughs> yeah, so basically, this is the end of our show very glad very grateful you stuck around (laughs) if you did to the very end do make sure to check out gcr labs um submit your ideas if you have any ideas for a podcast show and you're not sure what to start send it in to gcr labs on listen to gcr.com forward slash labs and if selected we will help you through the gcr labs program to bring your idea to life also do check out previous episodes and our sister shows from the network all on listen to gcr.com and do make sure to follow us on social twitter and instagram at gcrtor for the other room and yeah share with your friends and hopefully you go make up some questions as well for your own siblings and have a bonding session of sorts or figure out where their heads at with certain themes It could be love, it could be anything, it could be whatever. But yeah, do cherish your family, your chosen family, your whatever family. Um, Hold on to that vibe, hold on to that bond, hold on to that love. And be good, stay safe. And Kes and Ginger will be with us all together again on the next episode. Have a lovely week, guys.
This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com. Oh, my God, we are girls, won't you love?